On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Sunday, March the 20th, Ian Cameron and Vito back with you for a Sunday, ready to break down this Sunday NHL card. Uh, We've got uh, a nice Sunday card, six games. And like I said, uh, the last couple of weeks that we've been doing the Sunday show, there's going to be at least six games on a Sunday in the NHL for the rest of the regular season. So uh, that's great news for NHL hockey fans, hockey bettors. Uh, more opportunities, that's for sure. So we'll get to those games in just a second. Uh, before we do that, we've got to look back on yesterday because it was a huge card, and it was a huge day of profits for everyone, including Vito and myself, uh, on the Ice Guys show. Just a phenomenal day. And uh, you always hope when it's a big card that things are going to go well. You're going to have a big winning day, and it doesn't always work out that way. We all know that, but yesterday it did. You know, it started early in the day where we had the Devils and the Oilers, both teams to score in the first period, plus 150. That cashed quickly. Uh, Devils and Oilers over the total. It looked like that game was stalled a little bit in the second period in terms of the scoring, but then it just, you know, all of a sudden the floodgates opened late in the second period and into the third period. We cashed a few goal score props. Jesper Bratt, Evander Kane got on the scoreboard a couple of times for the Oilers, so that game treated us well. Vito at his best bet on Pittsburgh uh, on the puck line uh, against Arizona. They got the job done there uh, at night. Wow, the, the night session was just outstanding. We had Montreal team total over best bet for me. Uh, cashes in in their 5-1 win against Ottawa. That was a great result. The New York Rangers plus 180 underdogs, and I almost used them for best bet on the show yesterday. I, I decided to go with the Montreal team total instead, but a great win for the Rangers, 2-1, to one, 16 seconds to go, and a one-timer and a laser beam from Mika Zabanajad uh, on the power play, giving the Rangers a 2-1 to one win there. Uh, we'd like Calgary. We like the over against Vancouver, and they absolutely crushed uh, the Vancouver Canucks uh, by a score of 5-2 to two, uh, in that game. They were up 4 nothing at one point, so it was just an unbelievable day. Uh, really, uh, all things considered, uh, it was it's good to have days like that. But now we've got to uh, move on and see if we can uh, provide an encore uh, for Sunday, Vito. But uh, certainly a great Saturday. A lot of the props, too, I should mention. Goal score props were pretty good. David Perron, you know, in the St. Louis. That's another one. St. Louis, Columbus. I had the over and I had Col- I said Columbus is a live underdog here. They, re- they react very well, Columbus, when they have a bad game. Uh, in their last game, and they had that against Washington. They lost 7-2. to two. The track record indicated that Columbus plays well after a really bad game. They did against St. Louis, and they got a 5-4 win. I was nervous, Vito. Your countryman, Elvis Merzlikens, leaves the game with a back injury 
he had to leave that game for Columbus. He got hurt. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to rely on Jonas Corposalo now to bring this Columbus game home. And sure enough, it was a nervous ending, but Columbus hung on uh, and got the uh, 5-4 win, which was uh, good to see. But keep an eye on this Merzlikens injury. We'll see if it's significant for the uh, Blue Jackets uh, moving forward. So, Vito, how was your Saturday? Yeah, Saturday was great. I mean, uh, on my pregame bets, I went uh, two, two, uh, two of them I won and one pushed. So I won on Pittsburgh puck line and I won obviously on Flames. Over, over three goals, I mean, that was never a doubt. You just saw how Flames dominated. You can expect that team. That that was a clear overlook spot with Sabres, I mean. Clear overlook. And, uh, yeah, and the third bet was Montreal and Ottawa over six, which pushed for me. And I made two bets live. One of them I lost, which I made, uh, I bet live Minnesota and obviously Chicago over six. I lost that. But I won on uh, Edmonton and Devils. It was like a one-one in the second period, and that's when I made made, I made my bet over six goals because those teams they just I watched a little bit the game they were going back and forth with just scoring chances, but overall I think it was a pretty yeah great day. Uh, someone mentioned if I had Leafs, no, I didn't had Leafs. I would only look in that actually spot in Nashville because uh, Nashville played great and this, uh, also the new goalie Shalgren. It's still a new goalie, you know. You can I I mean he had two great games that you can never trust, like you know. That he cannot play, I think, consistently if he hasn't been in the league. But uh, <clears throat> and then rest of the games, I mean, Columbus, yeah, nice win for them, five four. Unfortunate for Mars Lickens. We will uh, see the way the news, see what's going on with him. I mean, Seattle, what a comeback <laughs> against the Red Wings from not zero to two comes back and wins four to two, crack and yeah, something interesting. Otherwise, yeah, I think Ian went through everything. Yeah, I think my. I like this today's games. I like Flames very much. You know, I like I like when I can see the board well. So that means good. You know, I don't bet all the games, but pretty much my all my leans I think uh, were good here. Yes, uh, no doubt you did. A, uh, had a lot of good leans that ended up coming through in the end. Uh, that's the good thing about you and I uh, being on the show together, Vito. Is we're a little different in terms of our philosophy. You're a little low volume. You're a little bit more selective, and I'm the complete opposite. You know, yeah. 10 bets for me on an NHL card is very normal for me. Uh, and that's just the way it is. And that's the great thing about betting in any sport is everybody's got a different way of approaching it. Some people are low volume uh, bettors. Some people are high volume bettors. Some people use math and advanced stats and are number crunchers. Some people like situational handicapping and trends and, and you know, use those things for their to, to try to profit. So there's always different methods and different ways to try to make money in this endeavor most yeah most important thing is that to see the board well you know that yep. is going good yeah no question uh i do want to mention before we get to sunday's card we did have some big news in the nhl yesterday some big pre oh, trade yeah. deadline on monday and we've already got some big trades going down uh the big one being claude Giroux. we knew it was going to be when not if he got traded. Uh, he ends up going to the Florida Panthers. I got to be honest. I thought Florida got a, or Philadelphia got a pretty decent return uh, for Claude Giroux. When you factor in, they got Owen Tippett, who has been a productive NHL player uh, in the past for Florida. Now, he hasn't always been in the lineup for the Panthers, but you have to remember the team he played for loaded up front at the forward spot. So it's very difficult for him to always find the ice time that he needs to keep on progressing and improving himself as an NHLer. So they get Owen Tippett, they get a 
2023 third round pick, a 2024 first round pick, Philadelphia, and going to Florida, Claude Giroux. Flyers also retain 50% of his average annual value of his contract. Uh, and also going to Florida, fifth round pick in 2024, and a couple of prospects, Connor Bunneman and Herman Rubstov. Uh, going to Florida. So uh, that was the deal there. Uh, obviously, Claude Giroux just makes an, uh, an already loaded forward group for the Florida Panthers that much more dangerous. He not only scores goals, can win faceoffs. He plays in all situations. He's got a little bit of a, you know, physical element. He doesn't mind, you know, mixing it up and, uh, you know, throwing the body around, uh, get, going to the tough areas of the ice to score. Great leadership, of course, uh, in the dressing room, considering, you know, you're basically trading for and receiving a guy that's been a captain for many years here with the Flyers. So obviously, Vito, Florida Panthers are going for a Stanley Cup. And when you go for a Stanley Cup, you make moves like this. And they're certainly bringing in a player in Claude Giroux. You know, all the boxes, you know, offense, defense, faceoffs, power play, penalty kill, five on five, leadership. He ticks all of those boxes. So how can you not be happy and excited if you're a Florida Panthers fan? I see him on the left wing now with Barco and Verhagi on the lineup at the moment. Yep. That's interesting. You see, I thought maybe they will play him center, but they will play him looks like the wing. Yeah. Well, we'll try at least with Barco together. That's what I see in none of yep. the website. Yeah, I think, hmm. yeah, I think when it comes to uh, Giroux, he is, uh, he, he can play both. You know, he can play mm -hmm. both. He's not going to come in there and demand he's going to play one position. Uh, you know, I think he's going to be able to do that for this uh, Florida Panthers team. And we'll see if it's a success. That's the question. There's a couple other deals that went down yesterday. The other one that I wanted to mention specifically was... Let me add about Giroud, maybe. Yeah, go I ahead. Think, uh, I think, you know, what's very great and why they play them? They needed the right-handed guy who can shoot a one-timer. So that's why he's there. He will be on the right side. He definitely will play on the wing. Uh, yeah, but uh, he will be on the power play on the one-timer, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. They, uh, he's going to be uh, used in a lot. He's going to get a lot of minutes, which we expect. Mm -hmm. There's no question. Uh, but definitely, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes for him in Florida. He's going to get his chance now, compete for a Stanley Cup. It's the reason this trade happened. I got to give Giroux credit, Vito, because it took a while. Like, It's not like Claude Giroux said, I want out of Philadelphia. He oh. didn't say that. He didn't at all bring this up to Philadelphia. In fact, if it was his choice, he might have said, I, I want to stay here in Philly because finishing his career and playing his whole career for the Philadelphia Flyers actually meant something to him. It actually was something that he was willing to do and excited to say, I'm the Philadelphia Flyer for life, you know, my whole career there. But eventually the Flyers just kept on trying to say, you know what, I, we love that about you, but. You know, we got to look toward the future. We know we can get a lot back for Claude Giroux. We want to help you win it. You're not going to win a Stanley Cup here, you know, in the next few years. If you want to win a Stanley Cup, this has to be done. We have to trade you. And eventually, Claude Giroux relented as we got closer to the trade deadline. And he finally decided, yep, you know what? It's time to move on. But that's, I think, so nice, you know, and actually they finish on this such, such a good note, you know. I think that's also gives him a better power in a new team, you know, when you finish like really good notes, you know, so that's good for Giroud definitely here. Yep. And how about the other big trade? I mean, we can't, there was a couple other minor trades that went down, but the big one yesterday uh, was Giroud. And the other one that was pretty significant was Hampus Lindholm, just because of the, the quality player that uh, the uh, Boston Bruins are getting a desperately needed defenseman, because I'll be honest, I look at that blue line for the Boston Bruins right now, Vito, I see a, a terrific defenseman in Charlie McAvoy, 
I see some decent defensemen in Carlo and Grizzlick. And then after that, I don't like that blue line at all. Oh, my God. Carlo is terrible. I, I don't like it. Well, <clears throat> maybe I'm being up. kind when I see he was very good last year. You're right. Yeah. This year, he's not been necessarily as good. All right. So you got McAvoy. Sometimes Grizzlick is good. Sometimes Carlo is good. But you've, you're lacking on the blue line. And you desperately needed to go out and get a defenseman if you're going to be a playoff team. Not only a playoff team, but make noise in the playoffs, win a couple of rounds. And Hampus Lindholm for Anaheim's uh, going to fill that void in a big way. Hampus Lindholm, yeah, that's a nice adding, addition definitely to Bruins. That's the, what they were lacking. Uh, also about the DeBrusque, you know, uh, looks like he stays or not. We don't know. How do you think, Ian, about DeBrusque? I think he's going to get traded. I think he's <laughs> going to get traded. But yeah, our guy, Jimmy Murphy who, of course, is on this show. Jimmy's coming back, by the way. Jimmy is Jimmy's still on the ice, guys. He's just busy. He's got articles. He's covering the trade deadline. So he's going to be back on this show at a more regular basis uh, after the trade deadline. So if not tomorrow, definitely by Tuesday. Uh, but Jimmy Murphy, who covers the Bruins, will definitely be back on the uh, show uh, in the next couple of days. And he's just made a great point, Vito, that they're running out of prospects. You know, you want to trade DeBrusque. What what can you give other teams right now? You know, you don't have the you don't have the assets right now. You're losing that. You don't have assets like you did. You know, previously, you've given up a lot. You know, in some of these deals you've already made. So, you know, how many prospects? How many draft picks are have you got left in the cupboard to entice a team to you know with? And, and that's going to be the question uh, moving forward for Boston. You know, in, in terms of them receiving somebody. Of course, when it comes to DeBrusque. You know, where are the takers for him and what are they going to get back in return there? I think if I'm Boston, I'm holding out in a de possible DeBrus trade for even more defensive help because the blue line is clearly – and a depth forward would be nice because sometimes we do worry about the third and the fourth line not generating enough offensively for Boston. So I'd look for a third line forward. I'd look for another defenseman in a potential Jake DeBrus trade. Yeah, well, if you look sometimes, yeah, this Coyle Smith – they, they, you know, they can have very, they can have a good game, then they have, can have a terrible game. Yep. They are not consistent, I think, you know. So, uh, yeah, in the start of the season, they were not scoring at all. But you know, you 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 pick up the game you, if you play 60 games in NHL, you know, you start to play better at, at some point. So yeah, so we can see they start to score also because no, you understand how the game works, you know. You you start to uh, know uh, go where the puck will be, you know. You have to think one one step ahead, you know. Those those are the best players, so. You get that 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 you only get with experience. So yeah, now we see them scoring, but they also can have very bad games. So yeah, then definitely what they need to look is a good center. I think. Yeah, uh, de definitely. I think that is uh, something to uh, to watch out for. Here is uh, you know to to look at uh, you know get defensemen, get another center, get another depth forward. But those would be the pieces you got to look at for Boston. Experienced guy. Experienced guy. If it, if, uh, but that depends what they want to do because at the moment they will be like kind of in the middle. I mean, if they're making the playoffs, that means they can win the Stanley Cup. I mean, any team which makes playoffs makes a, can I, I I think can win the Stanley Cup, you know, in, uh, because it's any gel. If they make the right trades like Boston, they could win the Stanley Cup. But then if they really need to make some unbelievable trades, you know, get some really nice center man like with experience, I don't know. Well, if, and if Swayman starts to play unbelievable game, and of course they stand a chance. I mean, they're all shooting the opposition in many, many, many games this year, you know, and in playoff, anything can happen. 
Are you buying into these Mark Andre Fleury rumors, Vito, to the Minnesota Wild? This is really picking up steam that the Minnesota Wild of all teams might actually make a deal for Mark Andre Fleury because all of a sudden they've gotten a little bit cold on Cam Talbot because he's been kind of up and down, inconsistent. Same with Capo Kakinen. He's also had some struggles lately, the last few starts he's had in net. And Bill Guerin, the GM of the Minnesota Wild, has a close relationship with Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, from the past so this is definitely there, there's something to this you know a little bit of smoke where there's smoke there's fire there might be a little something to that doesn't mean it's going to happen and I don't want to get Terry Edelman all excited he's probably going to be running around his apartment or house right now just thinking about the possibility of Marc-Andre Fleury uh, maybe joining his Minnesota Wild but uh, there is something to these these are these are now multiple people that are out there saying that the Wild are in heavy discussions right now with Chicago to bring in Marc-Andre Fleury yeah, well, we actually have seen in many uh, teams where player, uh, players love to bring uh, coaches, managers, they love to bring same players. You know, I mean, look at Daryl Sutter by bringing in Toffoli, right? So uh, Bill Guerin, he also, I think, played in Pittsburgh, right? With yep. Mark Andre So, yeah, they, I mean, I, I, they know how to build the team. They know who they need. They have played with them. They know who they can trust. So he knows what he's doing when he's getting flurry to minnesota i mean and i mean most of us here sitting i think also understand i mean any high score uh, any high offense team wants flair you know because he needs to make these crucial saves at four four games i mean or even when they are down like like late yesterday i can give an example where uh detroit red wings zadina had a wonderful chance uh, two, they were leading two nothing and he had a wonderful pass from bertuzzi where he shot a one-timer and grubauer made amazing save and look that and Seattle wins 4-2, you know, and that all happens in one period in last 12 minutes. So yeah, the goal is very important. And for the wild, they need this goalie with crucial saves. Panthers got Bobrovsky. So these kind of teams, you know, they need these kind of goalies, definitely good goalies, which can keep you in the game in a high scoring game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's so it, we'll keep an eye on that. And the last bit of news we'll talk about before we get to Sunday's games, breaking them down from a betting perspective, uh, is the fact that it looks like the Rangers and the Leafs, uh, as of right now, it looks like one is going to get Giordano, the other is going to get Chikrin. You know, these two big blue liners that are out there. And both of them want defensemen. Rangers want another defenseman. And certainly the Leafs desperately need another defenseman as well. Uh, Giordano and the Leafs have been rumored for a week now that Giordano and the Leafs could be a great fit. Giordano wants to play in Toronto. He's a Toronto guy, hometown. You know, everybody, anybody that's a Toronto kid, Vito, they, they just go crazy thinking about the possibility of playing for the Maple Leafs. You know, that's just the way it always is. Uh, and Mark Giordano might be uh, on his way to Toronto, although there's other teams that are right there looking to get his uh, services as well. So it's not going to be, it's not a slam dunk that Kyle Dubas and the Leafs are going to get Mark Giordano. There's a lot of competition out there to try to get him from the Seattle Kraken and Jacob Chikrin, same thing. So uh, there's a bunch of teams, Toronto and the Rangers in particular, looking for defensemen and both of them still looking toward maybe a Jacob Chikrin or a Mark Giordano. So interesting to see how that goes uh, moving forward into tomorrow's deadline. Oh, I love Chikrin. I mean, I think he's very good in that. Toronto, Toronto definitely need a D because, uh, yeah, you have Mazin, but you see Mazin is kind of in and out. He's now out and he will be out for the rest of the season. Yeah, or no? What's what, what's actually with him? Do you have any news? I don't know. So, uh, 
defense is banged. There's no defense for Leeds there. They they will they, they cannot they will not win in playoffs. I mean, you know what when I had a, said about Boston a few seconds ago, now I can say about Leafs, if they don't get a D man, they're done. I mean, golden thing you goaltending you also cannot trust till the very end, you know. So they are many holes in the end of the day. They have uh, this talent in front, but this talent will not win any jail playoffs. So it's a it's hard. And uh check run, yeah, which uh, check run for Rangers, yeah. Uh, for, for the Rangers, they they just you see how the mentality how teams do you see some teams uh, maybe want to put uh, uh, like the holes but uh, no to close the holes where they are like lacking some power but Rangers they may uh, it looks like they may doing some different mentality they have very great defense which is Chorkin and then maybe they want to even make it more better you know and they're gonna push on that defense in the playoffs so look that's the plan for them. And uh, they will not maybe get these depth forwards. I mean, they are not good. No, they are they are decent. They are hard workers, you know. And that's what this made team is made of. They they uh, have a trust in Shostorkin in the back. They know he will make the saves. They will make even defense even more better. And that they stand a chance maybe to win. Yeah, no question uh, about that. We see the difference, and we'll get into the difference with Shesterkin to uh, Alexander Georgiev because we're going to see it today for the uh, New York Rangers when they play Carolina uh, on this card. All right, so again, tomorrow we're going to be on the air at 2 p.m. Eastern with our regular scheduled time for the Monday show, and that'll be just before the trade deadline. So obviously if there are any trades that take place during the show tomorrow, we will keep you up to date on uh, what they are. All right, let's go to Sunday's card. We've got six games to preview and analyze uh, from a betting perspective. So we'll start with the New York Islanders and Philadelphia Flyers. The Islanders minus 155, minus 160, uh, minus 165 at DraftKings. Uh, the total five and a half here across the board uh, in this one. Uh, we've got uh, certainly the uh, Islanders playing better. Uh, let's give them credit. Nice win over Dallas yesterday uh, by a score of four to two to make the Islanders five and one in their last six games. The only loss, a shootout loss to the Capitals. Uh, during that run, beating Columbus, Winnipeg, Anaheim, Rangers, and the Stars. So it's been a nice run for the Islanders. A little bit too little too late. I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're just too far behind. Uh, but the Islanders are playing well and, and playing with spirit, playing with pride, which you expect. With Barry Trotz being your coach, uh, Vito, you're not going to mail it in and you're not going to half-ass it You know, the rest of the season uh, with him. Uh, you know, as your coach, you're going to bring a, a professional effort every night still. And the Islanders are doing that and they're scoring goals other than the uh, game against the Rangers where Shesterkin kind of held them down. Look at what they've done. Six, five, four, four, four. That's the goals they've scored. Uh, five of the last six games, those five victories, they scored six goals, five goals, four goals, three goals. Uh, uh, actually, they scored two against the Rangers. That's the one game they held, were held down. And then they scored four yesterday against Dallas. So uh, they have been definitely a team that's been able to find the back of the net. I like a split bet here in this game, Vito. I'm not going to lay minus 155. This is the same thing I said about Montreal yesterday. Why lay a buck 55 with the Islanders in this game when you can go New York Islanders team total over three and a half at around plus 150? That's the that's the actual price with over three and a half goals, Vito, for the Islanders here. Plus 150. That is a great price, terrific price here. And I think they can get four goals uh, in this matchup here against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Now, it's going to be Carter Hart uh, in net for the Flyers. He's certainly better than Martin Jones. They certainly have a chance to be better keeping the puck out of their own net with Carter Hart. But they've still got a horrible defense in front of 
Carter Hart. And the last time Carter Hart was in net, you know, Philadelphia gave up four goals to Nashville. That was the final game for Claude Giroux. Uh, and uh, they ended up winning that game 5-4, um, the uh, Flyers. But, boy, their defensive game was just all over the place. It wasn't very good. And I bet against them Friday night against Ottawa, it was a predictable, uh, tough spot. Back-to-back after the emotion uh, of the Claude Giroux game the night before against Nashville, and they fell flat. They lost to Ottawa 3-1 to one, uh, on Friday night. So well, I think Philly will be better. This is a national TV game, by the way. This is on TNT, uh, this game, an, an early afternoon start. So keep an eye on that. I'm really looking more toward. I'm looking at a, maybe an Islander team total over three and a half in this game. Possibly the uh, definitely the full game over. I think five and a half could get there because really the Islanders do continue to catch over the total right now. Vito, uh, the only under was the Ranger game, and that was with Shesterkin and Nets. So you can't be shocked that game stayed under the total. And the only other under for the uh, Islanders their last ten games was St. Louis back on March fifth. The game ended two to one. Other than that, they've gone eight and two to the over in their last 10 games. So I would look at an Islander team total over three and a half at a great plus price, 150. And I would look at an over five and a half here, minus 115 in this game if I were to bet it. You know, the Flyers, last time they were at home, they upset Nashville. I don't want to sell the Flyers short. They do play hard most nights still. No question about that. And initially, I was kind of looking Flyers, but I like the way the Islanders are playing and the way they're scoring. And any team that's scoring goals in bunches right now and they're in good form offensively, oftentimes they're going to keep it going against a really porous defensive team like the Flyers. Uh, what do you think here, Vito, with the uh, Islanders and Flyers? Yeah, I uh, definitely this time, uh, yeah, I agree with you here because Islanders, they will play for the pride that made. They're still a great team. We were well waiting all year when they will start to go on some runs and get some wins together. And I guess it's happening a little bit too late. But I can see them passing Columbus Blue Jackets, maybe. You know, they. I think they maybe want to do at least that. So uh, uh, in my book, I think I got to make the same bet which I made yesterday with Calgary Flames. I have over three goals, but I definitely also would recommend maybe over three and a half. But yeah, over, over three, I can get at minus 105. That looks good. But yeah, from the Flyers, if you see, you see, yeah, Drew is now away. We have to see how it's gonna go. I mean, I think Islanders definitely. If we just see where the money at, there's like 95% of money right now on Islanders, and actually the line has gone from minus 135 all the way to minus 160. You know, so could be a little bit too late, you know, to play money line. So I think if you like the Islanders in this spot, only way how to do this is to play uh, over three and a half goals because uh, well, Philly might go. It depends actually. You know, if Philly. Uh, scores zero, Islanders might made up with just three nothing, but they still may they might get even four. But I think yeah, if we have to get some from Philly like one goal, so then Islanders they will score like four, because that's that's my look on the game. So I will take yeah Islanders over three goals here, and yeah guys, uh, actually I need to I will run, uh, just after five minutes somewhere I will run out for like 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 a minute I got a pizza pizza, pizza delivery. There you go pizza. There you go. Uh, hopefully they got, I know there's good pizza places, Canada, there's tons in the States, it's New York, Chicago, there's great pizza places. Hopefully there's some good pizza places in Riga too. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Uh, so always nothing wrong with having a, a, a pizza, a pizza pie every now and then. It's always a, it's, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, uh, you know, it's a, 
you enjoy it so much it's like an obsession you go back to pizza every now i have pizza usually three or four times a month so i know i know what it's like i sure. used to have actually but now i also haven't had for a long time i only eat like home kitchen home kitchen home kitchen food that we have that here in europe also so yeah good, <laughs> good stuff pizza's on the way for uh v remember it's dinner time right yeah. now in uh, his uh, place right now it's, it's 7 p.m or so uh down uh, in riga so yeah, I like Islander team total and over five and a half. It's probably the way I would go. Now, I don't feel strongly about either, but I think they can get there. And yeah, it would be shocking for me to bet an Islander team total at one point this year. But you got to go with this right now. Other than the 2-1 victory against the Rangers, you know, they've scored four goals in every other game. Yeah, they put four goals on the board against Colorado. And Anders Lee, Brock Nelson are the two, and Josh Bailey stepped up. But it's really been Anders Lee and Brock Nelson. These are the two guys that are really contributing every game lately for the Islanders. Paul Mary, to a lesser extent as well, uh, has been pretty solid for the Islanders. Yeah. So uh, I would agree with that. I think uh, there's some props to look at here for the Islanders. You always have to, you know, keep in. And another thing that concerns me for Philadelphia, this is the first game now after Claude Giroux was officially traded. Now you know he ain't coming back. You know, what's the reaction going to be? And they looked a little disjointed. They looked a little total off kilter playing that game without him on Friday night against Ottawa. You know, it didn't look sharp. It didn't look crisp. You lose a huge leadership void now is gone uh, with him off to Florida. So, you know, how do the Flyers play and how do they respond today? I mean, this is the first game now with a guy that's been the heart and soul of the team for many, many years. He's now gone. You know, it'll be interesting to see what the response is from Philadelphia today. I totally agree with you. That's why I also want to see what, what, what I predict. I think, it's, well, as everyone thinks, I think it will be hard. But, you know, there's always a chance that someone else gets that playing time and steps up. You know, there's open the space. You know, everybody wants to show up now. You know, they know there is now a free space in the first line. Somebody wants to take that place. So we're going to see some guys actually maybe running here around and putting some goals for Flyers today. Now, I don't know if they'll have props for him, but there's one Philadelphia flyer that I might consider a goal scorer prop, and it's uh, just an angle that I use a lot. It's the guy that just got traded to the team, makes his first uh, makes his debut, and it would be Owen Tippett, who, of course, comes to Philadelphia yeah. in that Florida trade, and he is expected to play. He, they've got him on the third line with Morgan Frost and Oscar Lindblom today. So I don't know if the books will have his props this quickly though that's the only problem usually when it's this quickly they don't often have props for that player yeah. you may not see yeah. it so yeah i'm looking right now let me see here do we have owen tippett yeah probably not that's the problem it may take a game before uh we see owen tippett uh in the prop board uh, with his player props, but damn, that's unfortunate. But uh, I would have looked that way if he if the uh, props were uh, available for him in this game. Doesn't look like they are. All right, Dallas and Washington. We've got Washington minus one sixty home favorites, six the total in this game. Uh, hard not hard to step in front of Washington right now. It's uh, they're playing good hockey. Uh, I I went against them with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes on uh, Friday night and. Uh, in, I took Carolina in regulation. Uh, they were off the loss to Toronto on a back-to-back. -back. Washington, uh, obviously, they crushed Columbus 7-2. I thought, you know, maybe they'd be a little bit, uh, or just like Carolina, the thought of betting a very good team at home off a loss. And Washington, you know, they fell down 3-2 in that game. They tied it late, and then they won it in a shootout 4-3. to So give the uh, Capitals credit. Uh, outstanding job by them. 
uh, to get the 4-3 victory in that game. I've been riding Washington over the total, uh, and they have now gone over the total as well in seven straight games. I did have the over in that Washington-Carolina game on Friday night. I took the over as a best bet on the Ice Guys show in the Columbus-Washington game the night before, the game that went over 6.5. It ended up 7-2. to two. Uh, I've been riding this over train with Washington and I'm just waiting for goalie confirmations. That's about it here. That's the only thing I'm waiting on for this game. I would expect Vitek Vanacek uh, to start for Washington uh, in this game. Of course, there's no back-to-back for them. TJ Oshie is still out. Obviously, that hurts offensively a little bit, but he didn't play against Carolina Friday night and team still scored four goals. So uh, it was good to see that. It was really good to see that from the Washington Capitals because oftentimes I've accused this team this year of, you know, being far too reliant on TJ Oshie's production offensively. A lot of the earlier this season, every time TJ Oshie was out, they struggled to score and they lost a lot of games whenever he didn't play. But it looks like now Washington is in a better place right now uh, where they can now rely on enough forwards up front and find ways to score goals and uh, uh, give them credit. Now, they do lose a couple depth players in that loss to Carolina. Uh, we'll have to wait and see if they're able to suit up. Talking about uh, Nick Dowd uh, and uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, the uh, defenseman uh, for Washington. They both got injured Friday night against Carolina. Uh, we'll have to see if both of them come back. It looks like they might be all right because I've got them listed on the uh, lineup card as of right now uh, in this game. Nick Dowd who is a guy that's not exactly a big offensive player, but he's a terrific defensive forward, uh, plays on that fourth line for Washington. Trevor Van Riemsdyk, one of your starting defensemen. Uh, he, they both got injured on Friday. Uh, I don't see them on the injury list, though, so it must not have been a severe injury for either of those guys. So, you know, it's looking like um, Van Riemsdyk on the blue line and um, Nick Dowd, the fourth line center, might be playing here for Washington. Oh, she's definitely out. Dallas has, uh, you know, kind of gone downhill again. I mean, they had a nice run to put themselves right firmly in uh, playoff contention again. And now here they are, one and four in their last five games. Uh, they lost to Nashville. They lose 7-4 to the Rangers. They get shut out by Dallas, or sorry, shut out by Toronto uh, in Eric Schalgren's NHL debut. Uh, they just barely squeaked past Montreal in overtime for their only win. Uh, in the last five games, and then they lose to the Islanders yesterday, 4-2. And it's a back-to-back, obviously, on the road here for the Dallas Stars uh, today. And they're only 4-5 and five on the second night of back, second of back-to-back games this season. So it's not exactly great uh, record, 4-5 and five, uh, on a back-to-back. I lean Washington in regulation. Don't know if I'll bet it, but I certainly lean in that direction. They've won four in a row. They're 7-1 and one in their last eight games. Uh, they've played very good hockey overall. Uh, Dallas, of course, got shut out at home against Washington, 5 nothing earlier this year. Dallas could remember that and want some payback, but there's a very real chance, Vito, after Ottinger was in today, you either have to start start, start Jake Ottinger again on a back-to-back. Braden Holpe's out, so you probably won't see him. You either have to start Jake Ottinger on a back-to-back, or you're going to see 22-year-old Adam Scheel in net. He was just recalled from the AHL uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars. And I'm going to see if I can find some uh, AHL numbers uh, on Adam Scheel uh, in the uh, minors, but that's what you could be looking at here potentially as your starting goalie. It's either Ottinger on a back-to-back or it's Adam Scheel uh, in net here for the uh, Dallas Stars tonight. I'm looking at his numbers. He played 22 games with the Texas Stars, 901 save percentage, 2.91 goals against average. That's not great. 
you know, for, for minor league numbers, 2.91 goals against and uh, 901 save percentage is not phenomenal by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, Shield, you know, we'll see how he does it. I mean, this would have been a hopey start, you know, if he's healthy, but, and that would have been interesting because he's, he would have been facing his old team, the Washington Capitals, but it's going to be probably Adam Shield. Roto has it expected, but not confirmed. So keep an eye on this with these Sunday games. There's a lot of, uh, uh, intrigue sometimes and uh mystery in terms of who the goalies are going to be but i'm leaning washington in regulation i absolutely will be for sure betting the over uh, in this game over six i mean i've just been riding the uh, capital overs you know i've been betting them you know that i've been on them a bunch of overs in a row with this team uh vancouver game edmonton game uh the washington game or the columbus game earlier this week which was my best bet and of course friday night against carolina I took Washington over the total. They've cashed overs in seven straight. Dallas has actually gone over the total in two straight games. So uh, over six for me and a little a lean to Washington in regulation. I still might add that to my card closer to puck drop. What do you think here, Vito? Dallas, Washington. Yeah, I think, first of all, it will be very uh, big thing. Uh, which goalies will play? You know, we have to see which who's going to be in the net for Dallas. It's hard to... Uh, tell a lot and I think you know Ottinger is pretty young goalie he's 22 years old I don't think uh, I think everybody will think like he will play it will be hard on him I think Ottinger can maybe play a good as well on the back back here if he plays so yeah obviously Washington been playing good you know they have four wins in a row and that's why the odd make odds makers are giving us this price you know but in the end of the day this season in the end of the day Capitals throughout these 60 or how many games they have seen them playing some bad hockey as well, you know. So in the end of the day, you can expect something like that every single game sometimes. So uh, in a, if you just look at the price-wise, I, I, in my opinion, uh, for me, that price is to two, 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 minus 160. I would take, um, I think that's too, too much for Washington a little bit. I would like to have like minus 140 on them. Then I would maybe play them. So that's not the number I would like to take with Capitals. Because, yeah, well, in the end of the day, Stars is also like, yeah, I'm just checking expected goals. They are putting some expected goals, yeah. They are losing all the games. Obviously, Caps are at home and they are favorites here. I think, yeah, over over could be, I think, the best uh, decision here. Because uh, Ottinger will be on a back-to-back. But as I say, Ottinger is uh, one of those goalies, like I think Bobrovsky or like Mark andre Fleury, which can keep you in a high-scoring games. So if it's going to be 3-3, Ottinger will be also very good, important for the Dallas. So I think, yeah, on the back-to-back, we're going to see here goals from uh, both teams. I think over six is the right look because last time the Dallas actually got shot out 5 to nothing. So I think they're going to put up some goals here. And still know that Capitals' defense is uh, sometimes going to let in goals uh, this season. I mean, yeah, Vanacek being better now, but... You know, also, he's not like a league goalie, you know, like Shalgren. Everybody said, like, Shalgren has two nice games, and now he lets in six yesterday. So there's always a chance. Dallas also stands a chance, I think, in this game a little bit, but over is the right play, in my opinion. Yeah, for me, it's just, you know what? Washington's gone over the total seven straight. How many of those have I I been betting? How many of those have I been taking and winning with? A lot of them. So I figure just keep riding it. And you know what I'm like with streaks? I ride the streak. Uh, and that's yeah. exactly what I'm doing here with uh, this one. Uh, we'll have to uh, wait and see. And uh, 
you know, you're right. That's a good point. It is revenge. Five nothing. People teams remember when they get beaten five nothing by a team, especially at home. And I, Dallas isn't rolling over. They're desperate for points. I expect them to play, you know, a strong, a, a hard effort today. Uh, that's for sure. But I don't trust them right now. They're not finding ways to beat good teams at the moment. Their only win the last five games was Montreal. They're not beating the good team. I don't know. I, the Shield could be great, and maybe they tighten up defensively for him, you know, because he's a young goalie. But when I see an AHL goalie to come into the NHL, come into the show, and I see a 901 save percentage and nine two nine one goals against, that's not impressive to me. That's not wow. That guy looks ready for the NHL with numbers like that. That's what there's I think. always a chance, you know, like Shalgren, but usually it's the other. Usually, that's why you always have to go with that over, you know, because you will lose sometimes. You will have, you know, but I, yeah, this is right. Yeah, young goalie, that's a percentage for my AHL. Yeah, over, definitely. All right, we got uh, next game, Rangers and Hurricanes. One of the good games today in the uh, NHL. Uh, Carolina minus uh, 210, minus 220 in some spots now. Home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, and it went up from five and a half. And you know why it went up from five and a half? Because people saw what we, I saw and what most people I'm sure have seen by now. Alexander Georgiev will be in that for the uh, New York Rangers. And that, that is what, what's caused it. It honestly is. And, uh, look, and not only that, not only is there a huge drop off from Shesterkin, who, by the way, if you, if you didn't know how good of a goalie Shesterkin was already, watch that highlight reel of him against Tampa Bay last night. That was phenomenal goaltending. That's elite world-class goaltending last night from Igor Shesterkin. To be honest with you, Vasilevsky was very good as well. Unfortunately, Mika Zibanejad wires a one-timer on a power play and a perfect pass from the bread man, Artemi Panarin, and there's nothing you can do about it uh, if you're Andre Vasilevsky. And it was a great shot and a big win for the Rangers. And I was on the Rangers last night, plus 180. I thought they were very live in that game, but I'm not touching the Rangers today, obviously. Back-to-back, big win there. Carolina's now lost three games in a row. They've got the rest advantage after losing at home Friday night in a shootout to Washington. That's now three losses in a row for Carolina. And if you go back and look, I can't remember off the top of my head too many four-game losing streaks this year uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Have they even had one? I don't think they have. Three has been their longest losing streak this year, and that's the one they're in right now. They have yet to lose four in a row this year, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. So, uh, we'll see if they can keep that uh, streak going and not and avoid another four-game losing streak here. They really should win. You know, they've got the rest advantage. They're at home. Uh, they got the subpar goalie, Alexander Georgiev in net, who, again, for the Rangers uh, in recent games, has not been good. You know, there's a reason why we're concerned about uh, Georgiev in net. He gave up three goals to Anaheim. Uh, he gave up five goals to Minnesota uh, on March 8th. Uh, not, it's definitely concerning to me. Uh, he gave up four goals to Vancouver uh, on 33 shots uh, on February 27th. You know, he's given up, you know, three plus goals, three of his last four appearances. So, you know, that does concern you a little bit. So I like Carolina here. Um, I'm probably going to, if I'm getting a bet Carolina, which I still might, I'm going to either split it between regulation or team total, which is three and a half minus 110. Probably a little bit on the Carolina in regulation for me. Uh, in this game, uh, which is currently uh, when you look at the uh, price, because that's what you got to go with, with the money line where it is. Uh, Carolina and regulations around minus 135, minus 140. Uh, you can go with that. Uh, and then, of course, you could go with the team total uh, over three and a half, which is a decent price. So, you know, over three and a half minus 110 uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes team total. 
uh, in this game. Uh, I think that's a decent way to go. Uh, some books have it at plus 100, actually, with the uh, Hurricanes team total over uh, in this game. Uh, and I would also like the full game over in this as well at six. Anytime I see Georgiev, you know, it's looking. To, I'm looking toward an over. Uh, and the Rangers, when Shesterkin's in net, you know, often you look toward an under. It really is that simple in terms of these two goalies. Let me just bring up the stats here on Georgiev in terms of totals when he's been in the net. Okay, four starts in a row for Georgiev, Vito. Four overs. Four straight games with Georgiev starting in net have gone over the total. 5-2 to Vancouver, 5-2 to Minnesota, 6-2 to St. Louis, 4-3 against Anaheim. So there's the last four starts for Alexander Georgiev, and all four of those games have gone over the total. So sign me up for over six in this game as well with the Rangers and Hurricanes. Uh, Vito, what do you think here? New York, Carolina. Yeah, well, I understand the people concerned about uh, Carolina because they have let us actually sometimes now, you know, and lately they definitely have not played their best hockey, you know, but we all know that Carolina is a great team. And they uh, they stand they can score every, uh, every night, so this should be a get right spot for Carolina. I mean, Rangers on a back to back, Georgia in the net. I think this is a get right spot definitely for Carolina here. Uh, they have lost, as you said, three in a row. Nothing, nothing really here to disagree with you. Yeah. And uh, I can just tell maybe what kind of a bet I'm uh, just now made. I'm gonna play here this um, split bet with a money line and a puck line. So I'm taking. Uh, puck line uh, minus one and a half, which is a plus 120 and a 2% bet. And I'm taking then on, a, on the money line as well, Hurricanes, uh, which is, uh, I don't know, in your, <laughs> let me convert a little quick. Now you, uh, ah, we have it on the screen, I'm so sorry, which is a minus two, uh, two turn. Yeah, I'm taking also, but also 2%. And that's it. That's my play for tonight. I, I, and the well, basically all the stats, Giorgio has not played well. Uh, he's in the net. I know that Rangers is this kind of a team which is actually up and down sometimes. You know they can have long grade the game, then they will come out, they will not play at all. Galant will tell in the interview, I don't know why we didn't play today, you know. And then he will tell it's gonna it's one of the back-to-back, you know. He ha- he had this he is that type of a coach, you know. He has these always some excuses to throw out, you know. Yep. Trots also, trots also always have some something to say. So yeah, I think this game Rangers might not come out, you know, because it's hard. Uh, hard to win lighting and canes i mean two days in a row that the 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 right side is here i think to go with carolina and i hope yeah i think they should also cover the puck line this time i mean for the carolina problem a little bit against the washington I, they try to hold on to that lead too much i mean i understand maybe they're preparing for this and playoff hockey and everything but still you know three two they looks like they sit in the defense that whole third period of course they got scored on and they lose the game in then you know i think you have well Somehow they just don't uh, try to hold the puck over the boards, but they don't, don't make any shots, you know, on the net at all. So, and then they somehow pass it in the middle. There is maybe some interfraction or a uh, uh, bad bounce, and they have a counterattack with capital scoring. So, yeah, I think that they have to go, go a little bit more aggressive when they have that lead. So hopefully we see that today here. Good stuff there. So Carolina money line puck line split there for uh, Vito with this uh, Hurricanes here uh, with the Hurricanes tonight against the uh, New York Rangers. They do have a couple key injuries. Tony D'Angelo's out again, and they just got him back, and he's out again, and he's been very good for, on the blue line. And they're also without Jordan Martinuk up front and Nino Niederreiter uh, up front for Carolina. 
I'm not quite as concerned, though, with the team like Carolina when they have a couple of injuries, though, because they do have quality depth. They have quality depth. They've had it all year. On the blue line, they've got good depth. On the up front, at the forward group, they have good depth. Uh, I think they can survive and still find ways to win games with a couple injuries, like Martin Nuke, like Nita Ryder being out, like D'Angelo being out on the blue line. They can survive that. You've still got Stephen Lawrence, Derek Stepan, Seth Jarvis, Jesper Foss, Jordan Stahl, Marty Natchez, Jesperi Kotkaniemi, Andrei Svechnikov, Tavo Teravine, and Vincent Trocek, Sebastian Ajo. That's still a pretty good forward group, you know, even without uh, Martin Nuke and without uh, Nita Ryder. Uh, so we'll see if uh, Carolina can overcome this. They desperately need a win. They have not lost four games in a row. If they lose today, this would be their first four-game losing streak of the season. So we'll see if Carolina can avoid that here tonight. Yeah, we, All right, uh, we can trust these teams. You know, I think that's the right bet to make here because we we know this this is great team. You know, and they are kind of due to win. So totally agree with you on him. And a spot advantage. Rested since Friday night. No travel. And Rangers coming in off the high of beating the defending Stanley Cup champion Lightning last night and now back to back on the road and they go from playing an 8 p.m eastern game in tampa bay last night to 6 p.m uh, eastern time it's even less than 24 hours uh from when this game starts and i mean uh also now towards the ending of the season i know tampa lost yesterday but i think home teams yeah also start to play a little bit better like now we can see i think away teams will also maybe pick up, no, lose more maybe i think home teams will pick up wins at home more but yeah, someone, yeah hmm. and someone in the chat jeffrey uh, earlier in the show asked about do I still believe we're going to see more unders after the trade deadline I'm sticking by it I think we will start to see a few more unders after tomorrow after the trade deadline we'll see if I'm right we'll see if we start to see maybe a few more unders and things start to get a little tighter checking uh, across the NHL we'll see about that uh, Arizona San Jose we've got San Jose minus 200 home favorites six the total in this game Look, I, it's for me. I'm ta I'm looking at Arizona or nothing here. There's no way I'm laying minus two hundred with San Jose. That is that is not a price I'm taking San Jose ever, ever am I laying minus two hundred with this team. They could win, and I'm still, you know, I could think they they're a great bet today. San Jose, they got a or they have a great chance to win. I would still not consider them a great bet at minus two hundred against anybody. You know, they've lost three in a row. Quality teams: Florida, L.A., Colorado. You know, it's a pretty tough schedule that they lost those games too. Uh, but still, this is, this is an insane price to be, you know, with the San Jose Sharks, considering the fact that, uh, you know, I do believe they're going to have James Reimer available to them here, which is good. You know, obviously he's been injured for a little bit. Aiden Hill's still out. So it's probably going to be Reimer in net for San Jose. It will be Corral Vamelka uh, for Arizona. Now I get it. I know San Jose, you know, has been played decent at times. Arizona's Arizona. Arizona's on a back-to-back -back as well after playing against Pittsburgh yesterday. So I understand it. it's a rest advantage for San Jose. That still doesn't mean I, that does, still doesn't mean at least to me that they deserve to be minus 200 favorites uh, in this game. Uh, Coyotes, not a great game yesterday against Pittsburgh, four to one. They got, again, the, the theme continues, Vito. They just get heavily outshot every single game. It happened again, 48-21 uh, in their, in yesterday to, against Pittsburgh. They got completely dominated. Uh, Wedgwood did everything he could to keep the team in the game, but uh, they obviously didn't generate enough. They were in their own zone uh, often, uh, and they lost 4-1. to one. Now, they were outshot a bunch in a, a lot of games on that road trip they just completed, yet they found their way to win some of those games. Um, we'll see if uh, Reimer can play well again here. Uh, Reimer, you're right, uh, the last couple of starts, uh, he's played a little bit better. He, you know, against the Kings, he only gave up uh, two goals plus the empty netter. 
Gave up three against Florida in a game that went to overtime. Admirable performance there from Reimer. He gave up uh, one goal in the two starts he made before his injury uh, that kept him out for four games. But I'm still going to have some bet on Arizona here. It's just too much of an overlay on San Jose. Too much of an overlay, in my opinion, uh, for San Jose in this game. Yeah, Arizona is a back-to-back situation here, which is not ideal. Uh, but there's just no way I can get behind San Jose as a minus 200 favorite. And in fact, I've got no issue, you know, taking a position with at least a small bet, small play uh, on Arizona going against them being this big of a favorite, which is something I don't think they merit going into this game. What do you think here, Vito, Arizona, San Jose? Yeah, I understand what you're telling here, Ian. Well, of course, the line with Sharks is very big. You can see a little bit why, actually. Well, usually when uh, Sharks have this tough goal, you know, they cannot look like generate a lot. They cannot score. I'm just checking the expected goals. It's like 0.6 one game, 0.9. You know, you want to play. You want to. You want to uh, some game where you can. Oh, rate. their statistical profile looks ugly, Vito, for Arizona <laughs> the last few games. That is a concern. That is. And uh, for the Sharks, I think they want to. They want to just rage out at, at some team. You know, they just. I think they want to just score some goals finally. And that's this Arizona team now coming in. They are on the, I think, on a very tough schedule. I mean, they just now returned from that whole uh, trip home. They played some bad game against Pence, and now they again going to Sharks today. Uh, I understand why that price is here, you know, because yeah, it's a terrible spot for Coyotes, and the Sharks just want to win. You know, they've been losing all the time. They cannot score. They want to play some weaker team. You know, they've been playing all teams which are better than them. You know. So they want to play maybe some, they want to play some weaker team where they actually can score. So I can actually see maybe Sharks putting up some goals today. Uh, I haven't, yeah, I didn't make, I don't like usually, I have bet these games, but uh, now I'm kind of looking at the Sharks, but I want to look uh, maybe at the team total, what, what, what just what the odds. And uh, well, yeah, that's over three and a half. Well, I can see actually Sharks maybe getting here, maybe four goals in this game against like Coyotes. Uh, over three and a half for the Sharks. Give me in this game. Like in the, uh, like yeah. in the shark, yep. Like in the Sharks team total here over three and a half with uh, and Vimelka's in net. And again, three point three six goals against average, nine oh five uh, save percentage uh, are his numbers. Although he was very good last time out against Montreal, that was the last time we saw him uh, on that road trip, and he gave up three goals on uh, thirty nine shots in a six three win. Uh, over Montreal, Montreal dominated the the possession. They were in the offensive zone. They outshot Arizona heavily in that game. And Vimelka was up to the challenge. He played very well. It's actually and he played well against Boston. They lost three two, but he made you know forty saves, thirty seven saves on forty shots. Only gave up three. And then of course in the nine two win over Detroit, he was in net that night. So he's actually played a little better lately, Vimelka, for the uh, Coyotes. We'll see if that carries over tonight. Yeah, we needed to mention the last game, actually, between these two teams. 8-7. It it's a shootout. It was right after the Christmas break, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can see the Sharks getting four here tonight, I think. So, over three and a half is a great put for Sharks, I think, here in this game. I mean, I have my uh, Latvian guy there playing, guys, Balters as well. So, yep. uh, but I think he's getting, like, in and out for the usually lineup. I think he's in now. So, there's still this Hartland, Meyer, you know, Couture. Those guys can score, and I think they want to play some weaker team, so that's my take here. Yeah. All right, there we go. This is a this is another day. It's you know these are this is just one of those cards where it's difficult to endorse an under 
this is one where I'm kind of on the fence. Could stay under, could go over, but definitely when you see series history, you see the the last game that the, these two teams played eight seven. It makes you think this game could go over the total. We'll see if that does indeed uh, ring true to form. All right, we got Winnipeg Chicago next up. Jets minus one thirty minus one forty. Uh, road favorites in this game in the Windy City. Six the total, shaded to the under. We do have goalies confirmed here. It's going to be Hellebuck and Flurry, uh, the number one goalies, the veterans for both teams uh, in net uh, for this game. Uh, for Chicago, uh, Vito, very possibly this could be the final game in a Chicago Blackhawks uniform and the final start in Chicago with the Blackhawks for Marc-Andre Fleury, who, of course, is being linked to a bunch of teams, most especially uh, the Minnesota Wild right now. Uh, so you're talking about a guy that's, you know, trying to showcase himself a little bit. You know, this is a big start for him in terms of, hey, you know, this is what I can bring to a team that's trying to win a Stanley Cup. And to be honest with uh, you, Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, has been abandoned in a lot of games this year by his defense. And yet the last start he made against Boston, Vito, last week in Chicago, Boston won in overtime two to one. That game doesn't even get to overtime if not for Marc-Andre Fleury. Absolutely a brilliant he was in that game. He only gave up two goals. He made 46 saves, you know, 46 saves, two goals allowed on 48 shots uh, in that game against Boston. So, you know, this is a guy that's, he he did everything he could. He was magn- like, he was going post to post. He was just robbing uh, people left and right uh, in terms of uh, that Boston game, playing very well. And that's the scary thing about betting Winnipeg here. It would be a Winnipeg or pass for me. I'm not going to endorse Chicago. That's just not going to happen. Uh, but Winnipeg's just one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams. And the injuries are mounting again for them. Uh, Perfetti, Bullew's out. And Adam Lowry's going to be out tonight. He's been added to COVID-19 protocol. Yes, that does still exist. People are still uh, you know, coming in contact with COVID people that test positive. And that's what's happened for Adam Lowry. So... He's a very important two-way player for the Winnipeg Jets, Vito. Good at all areas of the ice, face-offs, penalty killing. Yeah, very good offensively. They're going to miss him for sure. So this is probably going to be a pass for me, Vito. Of all the games today, I don't expect really to bet this one. Uh, could I look over? Yeah, but I don't want to do that with Flurry in that. Flurry, Flurry's not an over goalie right now. He's playing with a point to prove. This could be his final start. You don't think he wants to go out there and play great in what could be his final game with the Blackhawks here? Of course he does. You know, and he wants to show the other teams that might trade for him before tomorrow's deadline that this is what he can offer you. You know, when he when you uh, are trying to win a Stanley Cup and trying to make a deep playoff run, so uh, it's an interesting game to watch. I'm going to probably end up off the game entirely. I could only look toward Winnipeg minus one forty, but. I'm not in a rush to lay a price with this inconsistent, erratic, up and down like a yo-yo team. That's what the uh, Winnipeg Jets are right now uh, at this point in time. You know, look at their recent results. I mean, they lose to the Rangers and the Stars. They beat the Lightning, which was the utmost impressive win. They beat the Devils 2-1. They lose to the Islanders. They roar back, beat St. Louis, which was a good win there because the Blues are tough at home. Uh, they beat Vegas 7-3, to and then they lose to Boston, you know, 4-2 in their last game. So they're just all over the place, the Winnipeg Jets. I don't want Chicago. There's no way I would endorse Chicago. It would be Winnipeg or pass, but I'm probably going to pass when it comes to this game. What do you think here, Vito? Jets, Blackhawks. Yeah, I mean, this Blackhawks team still with Flaherty in the net, he cannot do all, it all, you know. And they're going to be on a back-to-back. And I know the Blackhawks, they, uh, they turned the puck a lot over. 
And I just remembered when I see these two teams not playing, I kind of have a picture of the last game. I don't know why, because I was so angry watching Jets that game. They played at home and they were desperate against this Blackhawks team. They couldn't generate any chance. And I mean, Blackhawks ended up winning that game 3-1. So, yeah, you know, it's, Jets looks like they have a nice price in regulation, you know. With all these let, Jets let down spots, you know, they have let me down so many times this season. Looks like they, well, with Nikola Jalers, they look better. Well, maybe Boston was too hard for them, but they were at home, you know. And But still, they were not generating anything first two periods. I, after the statistics, which I watched in a little bit, the highlights, I saw the Boston was out shooting them twice more. So that's terrible, you know. And then, well, now they play the Blackhawks team. I think the Jets is the play here because just because they are lost. Well, I'm also not think I'm not thinking I'm gonna play this game. Maybe like I will decide. I don't know, but I don't like this Hellebach as well. At the moment, he's kind of cold, you know. As you have mentioned, Ian Lenning in like three, four goals every game. So you know, Blackhawks have the guys who can score. Kainer, the Brinkham. Okay, they have lost Hegel now, but they get something in return. And they have John, well, Jonathan Davis. Okay, he's like a, he's maybe not a scorer. Dylan anymore. Strom, he's been good lately. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan Strom, definitely. So yeah, they. I think Black. I can see Blackhawks also scoring. So yeah, this game is pretty strange. I'm not playing anything in the moment here. Yeah, we're but it's a, it's a tricky one. I'd look at props in this game. Take a shot with a couple goal score props on each side. Like I said, I look at Dylan Strom. He's going to be on the top line center spot tonight for Chicago with Kane and Debrinket. Uh, you could look in that direction. Taylor Radish is going to play on the third line tonight. Again, if he had props available, he came over in the uh, trade as well with uh, Tampa for uh, Brandon Hagel. Taylor Radish is going to make his Blackhawks debut on the third line tonight uh, with Lafferty and and uh, with uh, Gustafson, it looks like. So, uh, again, if we see Taylor Radish props posted, I'm interested, but I don't think we will because a lot of times the books just don't have them up this quickly for the player that just arrives with the new team. So, uh, but those would be interesting props for Winnipeg. I go with Ehlers and Connor. I mean, keep it simple. Uh, Lee, Ehlers is playing well right now. He scored in three straight games for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, you know, he's definitely, uh, he had a little bit of a funk there coming back from the absence, but he's starting to rev it up. He's got four points in the last three games and he scored in each of the last three games. So you could go with a goal score prop for Nick Ehlers for Winnipeg. You could also maybe look at a points prop to register a point. He's uh, plus 175 to score a goal, uh, Nikolai Ehlers. I think that's worth a look. Connor's been good from a point standpoint and goal-scoring prop standpoint as well for the Jets. So uh, those are some props to consider. I think Strom for Chicago, maybe uh, Radish for Chicago if you can find his props out there before the game starts. And then for Winnipeg, uh, Ehlers and Connor. Uh, for either to score a goal or for props as well. Uh, Cheshire Cat says Shifley, and I respect Cheshire Cat when it comes to uh, props. You know, he had a couple good ones yesterday. And uh, Shifley, let me see, maybe Shifley's done uh, damage against Chicago. I will look at that right now because a lot of times when you see a, a player have a lot of success against one team in particular, that also leads to maybe something you should consider in terms of props. But Mark Shifley, uh, the last uh, five games, he scored in against St. Louis and Vegas. Uh, he scored uh, five goals in the last 10 games uh, against Chicago. He scored the last time he, they played Chicago. So, yeah, Shifley's not bad. There, there are reasons. There are There is a case to be made for uh, Shifley here, and his uh, prop is around plus 140 here to score tonight for the uh, Jets. But, again, you know, 
You don't want to go crazy with the props. What could be, you know, another great performance from Flurry. So you don't want to go with too, maybe with too many Winnipeg Jet players tonight. But uh, definitely, I think those would be the ones for me. Ealers, Connor, Shifley uh, for props if, involving the uh, Winnipeg Jets tonight. Uh, all right, final game, Vito, of this Sunday card. Buffalo Sabres, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, we've got the uh, Vancouver Canucks. What a debacle that was for Vancouver last night. I can't believe how bad they were early in that game. Now, look, Calgary can make teams look bad. You know, they, they, they are that good. Uh, the Calgary Flames, but to see the hapless Vancouver Canucks, it was a fire drill in their own zone. They were just giving up the blue line. They're like, hey, we're not going to defend our own fucking blue line. You guys just take it. You guys just take it, Calgary. You come on in in waves, and you just rat come at the front of the net and just give shots relentlessly on poor Thatcher Demko all you want. That was what the way they came out for that game last night. It was an embarrassing despicable, and you just lost in your own building and got shut out by the Detroit fucking Red Wings in your last game. And that's the way you came out last night against Calgary. That's a pathetic start to that game for Vancouver. Pathetic. If you watch that game, you couldn't believe how bad they were. You couldn't believe how atrocious they were uh, in their own zone. It was a disgrace. Simple as that, Vito. It was terrible. Bad as it gets. They gave too much respect for Flames. That's what happens when you give too much respect to great teams. Not too much respect. It's not a matter of too, yeah, too much respect. And maybe you got to take some pride in your. You, do you want to make the playoffs, guys? Like you got work to do. You know, you're five, six points out of the postseason right now. You know, you got to have a better showing in a spot like that. You just got beaten at home by Detroit and shut out in your own building, and you come out and play just horrendous team defense like that. Totally hung uh, Thatcher Demko out to dry. And I don't even know why I'm so angry. Uh, Vito, because I had Calgary in the over in that game. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm so angry. I'm, I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of a Canuck fan. That's what I'd be feeling. Because I actually did text someone last night who was a Canuck fan, and they were disgusted, as they should be. You know, that was awful last night uh, in that game from the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And now you expect me, after losing one nothing at home to Detroit, after just absolutely being horrendous last night against Calgary, now you're on a back-to-back although you're at home, so there's no travel, but you're still on a back-to-back, and you're going to expect me to lay minus 220 with you tonight? That's not a chance in hell that's happening. Not a chance is that happening here for Vancouver that I'm laying a price with them. Uh, minus 220 against Buffalo, the total six. Sabres, I tell you what, they're, they're, they're feisty. There's games every now and then where their goaltending just stands on its head. You know, Craig Anderson's done that a few times. Not so much Dustin Tokarski, but even he did that. Uh, on Friday night against Calgary the buff, uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. You know, he's making these outstanding saves, and he's making the kind of saves he made like 15 years ago when he played for Canada in the World Junior Hockey Championship. They still show that save he made against the uh, U.S. in that epic, that classic World Junior game from like 15 years ago. Uh, no, but t- Dustin Tokarski was f- terrific against Calgary. He played a great game, uh, led them to a one nothing overtime win. Tage Thompson got the overtime goal. Shutout win for the Sabres and for Tokarski. You got to believe after he plays like that, Don Granado has to put him in net tonight, doesn't he? Uh, Tokarski, after playing the way he did against Calgary, uh, we'll see if he comes right back uh, to uh, Tokarski tonight. It's going to probably be Demko tonight for the Canucks because he got pulled last night. Halak came in, and it was not so much that Demko was bad. It was just they they hung him out to dry. You know, they the basically the def- the defense and the blue line for the Vancouver Canucks abandoned their goaltender last night. Totally abandoned them. That's what happened. Uh, and because Demko got pulled, I have a 
feeling Bruce Boudreaux is probably going to go back to uh, Demko tonight. Halak is projected, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. So keep an eye on this closer to puck drop. Crazy as it is to say it, Vito, I'd take Buffalo in a heartbeat before I lay it with Vancouver. It's Buffalo for me before I take Vancouver uh, in this game at the moment. The one thing about the Sabres is, like I say, whereas Vancouver has had all kinds of defensive issues, they've been inconsistent, one and four of their last five games. The only win was against New Jersey. You know, Buffalo beating Calgary, they had a bad game against Edmonton. You know, it happens. Uh, you know, they beat Toronto, though. They beat Vegas. They beat Minnesota. Uh, they beat Toronto twice, I should say. Beat Minnesota, beat Vegas. Uh, you know, Florida was a rough night for them, 6-1. to one. But, you know, in a lot of games, this has been a competitive hockey team. This is a, this is a team that's obviously down in the standings. This is a team that's rebuilding. This is a team that's obviously going to be well out of the playoffs this year. But it's not like this team is getting drilled and getting, you know, their ass handed to them every single night. And they still have, you know, a top line veto that's been one of the better top lines in the NHL for much of the seat, or especially of late when you're talking about Skinner, Thompson, and Tuck, those three guys for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. We've even seen, you know, Peyton Krebs get on the scoreboard in a few games lately for Buffalo. In fact, he might be someone I start to target for goal scoring props. This guy's got some talent. He's scored three goals now in four games for the Sabres, three points as well in the last four games. He's getting shots. He's getting chances. I know I've constantly brought up Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, Jeff Skinner when it comes to player props for the Buffalo Sabres for the last couple weeks. But keep your eye on uh, Peyton Krebs, who also came to Buffalo in that Jack Eichel trade from the Vegas Golden Knights. So he's starting to play a little bit better lately as well. So uh, we'll see who the goalies are for both sides. Right now, they're projecting it to be Anderson for Buffalo. I don't think it's going to be Anderson, though. I think it's going to be uh, Tokarski again. And they're projecting Halak for Vancouver. And I'm not even sure it's going to be Halak. I, I'm, I think it's going to be Demko because of the fact that uh, Demko got pulled. He, he'll, be, he'll be a little bit more fresher uh, for the back-to-back. So uh, that's the way I see it here in this game. I lean Buffalo, and I would probably lean over this total as well. Uh, a little bit over six here with Vancouver. Now, Vancouver was on a crazy overstreak, uh, and they've kind of cooled off. They've gone under now two of the last four games, but I did cash an over with them last night, and they're still eight and two to the over their last 10 games. Uh, and head-to-head series history between these two teams, Vito, it's been nothing but overs. Six and two in the last eight meetings to the over in Vancouver with the Sabres and the Canucks, and five straight head-to-head games with the Buffalo Sabres and Vancouver Canucks have gone over the total. 4-3, 4-3, 6-5, 6-3, and 5-2 uh, were the final scores uh, in each of the last five meetings with the Sabres and the Canucks. So for me, it would be over if I'm betting the total. Uh, what do you think, Vito? Uh, Buffalo, Vancouver. Yeah, for this game, you see, all it's very low on Vancouver, and I understand it well. This is kind of this mentality in hockey, you know, progression and regression, you know. We can see that Sabres one uh, win Toronto, big win in outdoor game. They regress against Flames, and then they no, not against Flames. They won against the Flames. They regress the uh, next game against Nashville or something. I don't remember, but I play, played against. Just I don't remember who I actually bet. Let me throw that. something at you, Vito, about this because this, I think I know what you're getting at. Buffalo has this game where they shut out a team. They give up like no goals or one goal or two goals, you know, and they win a game. They play good defensively. You're probably thinking, what do they do the next game, right? Regression. You said regression. Uh, you brought that up. 
I'll, I'll give you a stat right now, and that's why I think the over is probably the bet here in this game. The Buffalo Sabres, in games after allowing two goals or less in their previous game, which they did against Calgary, they shut them out. In their next game, they are 4-1 and one to the over. You know what yeah. that tells you? That means they don't sustain the defense and the goaltending two games in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they play this outdoor game against Leafs. They have a big win, and they definitely lost against Oilers 6-1. to one. You know, and that's and now they progress against Calgary, and they perhaps looks like a regression against the Canucks. And if we just look from the Canucks side, I mean, that this is the team who's been regressing now. You know, and they're this spot they are like due to progress. You know, even and if you look, they have lost Sabers as well, two five in the first, uh, last meeting. But that does does it mean I'm jumping on Canucks? I don't think so because it's still like a lot projectable and. Just Canucks is not that, in my opinion, Canucks is not that elite team, you know, uh, which I actually can trust in due to win situations even against Sabres maybe, you know. I understand that this is like a regression and progression spot for each team and Canucks are like need to progress here and win. But they are just somehow not finding the way to win the games, you know. That's why they are out of the playoffs. That's what looks like that's why also they will not make the playoffs, I mean. And uh, yeah, have to wait and see maybe if I see Demko Maybe Canucks could be the play, not some 100% sure. But yeah, not jumping definitely on a Canucks trade. But this price is just ridiculous, I think. That's it is. It is. I mean, the Canucks have been good. You talk about Columbus. We talked about Columbus yesterday. Very good off a really bad loss. Vancouver's 4-0 after a loss of three goals or more. Uh, the last four games, they've been off a loss of three goals or more. Vancouver's 4-0. So, uh, you know, it, obviously Vancouver, you know, we think they can win this game. We think they should win this game. But yeah. I'm, I'm still not laying minus 220 with them. No way, no how. They just lost to Detroit at home a couple games ago. You lose to Detroit at home, you can certainly lose to Buffalo at home. Yeah, I think like they are not this Toronto Leafs team, which going to, uh, you know, pepper the uh, net and uh, find the net uh, goal in the end. If they couldn't score against Red Wings, in their mind, maybe they are switched now to this autopilot where they need to like just somehow score and they will not be able to score now. For maybe some time, you know, because actually, yeah, that game against uh, Red Wings, man, zero goals against Red Wings team. That's that's something you have to take into consideration about this connection. Yeah, no question. I don't shout out him in the chat enough, but Velu, I think our friend from Finland uh, in the uh, chat, uh, who's been he's been basically watching this show for a couple of years now, uh, and he's been in the YouTube chat. He always brings up some good points and uh, good comments. So shout out to Velu L. Uh, in our uh, chat here, uh, who's always seems to be uh, with us here for most shows, uh, most of our Ice Guys shows. We appreciate We appreciate everybody, uh, obviously, uh, in the uh, chat. And thanks for joining us. We have a new name, I think, someone that, uh, because and I know you're a new name because just off the top of my head, I can tell I haven't seen your name in the chat before. And I think you mentioned this is the first time you've seen this show. Uh, but Ice X uh, in the uh, chat, I believe, for the first time. I think we've found ourselves a brand new uh, Ice Guys family member. Uh, Ice Guys viewer and listener, so we love it. Uh, we keep on seeing more and more new faces, new names, new vo new people uh, in the chat, new viewers, new listeners, and, and we can't uh, can't do this show without you guys tuning in. So we appreciate it. 227 uh, live viewers right now. Uh, hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, we got people watching in Australia. I've heard people say they're from Germany, Hungary. There's someone from Hungary that said on twitter a while back that they watched the ice guys so this is an international show 
This is an international phenomenon right here, uh, the Ice Guys. You're only seven days a week NHL betting show uh, on the internet. Uh, and we take uh, pride, uh, you know, bringing you every single game on the board uh, from a betting perspective uh, each and every day. All right, we'll get to best bets and wrap up the show in just a second. Before we do that, we want to mention DraftKings Sportsbook. Great partners, great sports book for NHL betting uh, and with the uh, Hockey Podcast Network and the Ice Guys. Uh, so make sure you take advantage of DraftKings Sportsbook. And a reminder, new customers can get involved and take advantage, especially uh, of uh, great opportunities with the NHL. Uh, official sports betting partner of the NHL, DraftKings. They're giving you your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for you and your team means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp and can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Uh, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets to wrap up the show. Hopefully we have a 2-0 sweep just like we did yesterday uh, with best bets. Uh, Vito, let's start with you. What do you like for your Sunday NHL best bet? Let's go with the Carolina Hurricanes, guys. Uh, my bet was... Uh... As I told in the show, the money line and puck line split. But for the best bet, give me just the regulation, you know, because I think it's a decent price as well in the regulation. So that's my best bet. There we go. Carolina in regulation, minus 140 uh, against the New York Rangers. Best bet for Vito. Uh, my best bet for this Sunday card. You know what? This is, a, this is not a clear-cut best bet. For me, it was definitely going to be that Montreal team total yesterday. It felt very strong that that was going to be best bet material for me. Uh, this one, I'm going back and forth. Rangers, Canes over six or Buffalo, Vancouver over six. And I'm going to go Buffalo, Vancouver over six. I mean, I'm seeing all these trends just pointing toward goals. And, you know, Bu Vancouver obviously losing 5-2. Buffalo, after a rare shutout win, they seem to give up goals in bunches when they uh, come off a game where they give up two or less the previous game. They've gone over 4-1 and one the last five in that situation. Uh, the over is four and zero in the Canucks on the second for the Canucks on the second of a back to back. The Canucks four and zero to the over in their last four games after scoring two goals or less uh, in their previous game. Uh, that's something to keep in mind. Uh, Buffalo, uh, you know, Vancouver by the way is eight and two to the over their last ten games overall. Each of the last five head to head meetings with the Sabers and the Canucks have gone over the total as well. So. That's what I'm going to land on for best bet here for this Sunday card. Let's go Buffalo, Vancouver, over six, minus 110 uh, for my best bet on this Sunday card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. 224 live viewers, hit the like button on your way out. We're looking forward to tomorrow, Monday's show, because the trade deadline is here uh, and we'll be on the air at 2 p.m. Eastern time just before the deadline arrives. So uh, obviously, if there's any trades, that take place during the show tomorrow. Well, we'll definitely uh, talk about them for sure, but great Sunday show Vito tremendous work again this weekend. 
uh, on the Ice Guys show. As always, thanks for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Uh, For Vito, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.